Welcome to our special Lenten Bible study for this season of Lent. Today, as we look at the human nature of Christ, I pray that we see both the importance of processing and understanding our own feelings, as we also serve as the hands and feet of Jesus Christ to help others work through their own. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you through this conversation. Amen. Our scripture comes from the book of Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as man. He humbled himself by becoming to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Thank you for joining us for our special Lenten journey conversations as we move through this time period of both intentional focus on who Jesus Christ is intentional focus on our interactive relationship with Jesus Christ, and we're going to go through this journey and look at different ways that we reach out and share with others to help them find those connections as well. As we go through the process of Jesus Christ working through being revealed, His mission, his calling, and this place of freedom that Christ provides through us through his actions of grace. I hope that we find benefits through this journey. Let's join together in prayer. Precious God, be with us as we look at your son. Precious God, be with us as we go through a spiritual journey together, hoping to be revealed the reality of who Jesus Christ is as we also strive to be revealed our relationship with that same Christ. Be with us in our conversations, God. Open our hearts to see our connection to you and to see how we can build and participate as your hands and feet and building relationships with others. Amen. Today, we start with Jesus Christ, the person, the human being. And there's so many beautiful blessings that exist within our lives because Jesus Christ is a living, breathing human being, God in flesh, living, walking with us, interacting with us, so that we can see not just the reality of the deity of Christ through the miracles, 
through the, the healing of the sick, through the casting out of demons, but we also get to see an individual who existed with in the confines of the human experience. I quote from the book of Philippians very frequently. And I quote this reality that Jesus Christ, that being found in the fashion of man, that he humbled himself to death, even death on a cross. The reality that God in flesh came to live and breathe and interact and deal with living within the same confines that we do, but with the blessings of being the deity of God. Let's move all the way to the birth narrative because the birth narrative begins to reconstruct our idea of what that we need to do as we are moving towards the place of our reality of acknowledging the Messiah is come. Emmanuel, God with us. There's a journey. It's not just a quick fix thing that out of nowhere the answer appears and everything is taken care of immediately. There is a journey. And there is a journey narrative within the birth experience the birth narrative of Jesus Christ. We look at not our Messiah being revealed as the one with immediate power. We look at the reality of our Messiah being revealed not as one with immediate military strength and a military power. We look at the reality of the one who is born meek and mild in a manger, and has to grow and experience things to find wholeness within his reality. That's what we see in the birth narrative of Jesus Christ. And within that birth narrative, it's not just the foundational building blocks of the acknowledge that Christ is going to be on a journey the very opening conversations that we have in the birth narrative of Christ, we see multiple journeys taking place for people moving to pivotal places to find the revelation of who Christ is. That journey narrative begins with Mary and Joseph as they make this journey to be taxed. As they make this journey to go and be a part of the census, they make a journey away from their everyday, away from their homeland, from where that they are accustomed to go to this new place to have Christ at his pivotal point after they go on a journey to get there. Their journey actually starts before the birth narrative. As we see Mary and her sister interacting with each other, and we have this narrative of John the Baptist still 
as an infant in the womb jump for joy because of the growth journey that's taking place with Christ. There is a reality that exists in the deity of Christ even in that moment. There's a reality that exists as Mary and Joseph are revealed through prayers and dreams the reality of who their child will be. They have to go through a personal journey in dealing with the message that they receive of Emmanuel, God with us. We see the journey go even further. We see the journey of the shepherds that see the star and hear the angel host singing glory to God in the highest. And they are on a journey of realizing the proclamation of the angels and seeing the birth of the Messiah. We see a journey. We see a journey in the Magi, the three wise men, the three kings who go on a journey to move closer to this birth child and to celebrate with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh the one who has come to fulfill the promise. It's a journey. The three kings, the wise men, the magi, their journey immediately continues as they protect this message by going back on a different path. They're on a journey. And we begin to see this journey of care as there is a journey of protection. They move. They go on a journey to protect Christ as to give him a potential to grow and to have his place in fulfillment. It is a journey. The journey narrative and moves forward and sees a young boy in the temple and Mary and Joseph kind of lose track of him and they don't know where he is. And this journey narrative moves with Christ being in the synagogue, in the temple, and he's reading from the Torah with authority. We go from this baby, meek and mild, and we go through this journey of care and fostering that gets him to a place that he can begin to fulfill his message. It's a journey. The journey continues, and we move to this next place, and we begin to see the importance that Christ acknowledges that within his human being, he will have to face challenges. He will have to face temptations. And we continue this journey with Christ as we move to the book of Matthew chapter 4 and we see the accounts of Jesus Christ facing the challenges and the temptations and overcoming them, preparing himself for the journey to come, the necessity of addressing our shortcomings because all of us within our human state have shortcomings. Flaws and limitations that we have to pray, study, work through, find ways to overcome, we see that in Christ. We also begin to see in Christ the necessity of community. And we see within Christ the necessity 
of surrounding ourselves with trusted individuals because as we are on this journey, it's not just easier to do with others. It's also more sustaining when we bring others along with us to teach and to train them to show them the path. We see in Christ the necessity of being physically active and being the hands and feet of an active grace that displays what is important. We begin to see that as Christ interacts with John the Baptist. And as Christ interacts with John the Baptist, as he turns to John the Baptist and says, baptize me. And in some accounts, John the Baptist says, you baptized me. Christ shows the living, breathing journey and the necessity of being a participant by having John the Baptist baptize him. And then the journey continues with the acknowledgement, the dove descending from the heavens and the voice proclaiming, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. There is a journey within Christ and there is a journey within the human nature of Christ. Again, as we reflect on the book from uh, Scripture from Philippians, that Christ humbled himself in the image of man even to the point of humbling himself to the point of death even death on the cross. Christ, living, breathing interaction, the humanity of Christ enables Christ to not just be our Redeemer, but be the one that understands why we need redemption. I've already shared that Christ shows the importance of relationships and community. And it's through Christ's relationships and through the communities that Christ builds that we begin to see someone who also deals with human emotions. As we look at Jesus Christ and His relationship with Lazarus and His family, we see someone who is so deeply connected to individuals that when he hears the story, the account of his passing, Jesus Christ is moved to emotional sadness. See, it's the reality of the shortest Bible verse there is that shows the true strength and understanding of what the humanity of Jesus Christ equips Jesus Christ to understand. As we hear the words, Jesus wept. As we hear the words, Jesus wept. We begin to see the image of an individual that understands grief. An individual that understands sadness. An individual that understands worries. And more importantly, as we hear this phrasing, Jesus wept, 
we understand someone that understands separation and understands what it means to lose. See, if we served a God that was only a deity, and here comes an explanation of the importance of understanding the human Christ. If we served a deity that only was observed as a deity, there is a disconnect. I love the reality that I serve a Christ that has visibly shown that Christ understands grief. That Christ understands sadness, that Christ understands loss. Because as I serve this deity, there is a blessing of knowing that Christ, that God, understands me. If I served a deity that never suffered loss, I'm only receiving benefits from something, but how much more does it mean that this God took time to not just be the restorer of hurt, but took time to experience those hurts within itself so that God understands what God is caring for. As I look at this narrative, as I the shortest Bible verse, but for me one of the most important, Jesus wept. It's that humanity within Christ that enables him to continue to have these relationships and can continue to understand what we need, compassionately understand what we need to be cared for within those moments. Jesus wept is an acknowledgement of an understanding of grieving, an understanding of sadness, and an understanding of loss. There's more examples that points through the reality of Christ having emotional connections to the human experience. When we look at Jesus Christ in the temple, and we look at Jesus Christ dealing with the money changers, taking advantage of those who are coming to participate in their spiritual rituals to have a connection to God, there is a reality that Jesus Christ understood anger and frustration. And where, yes, I share many times that even these actions of Christ turning over the tables were not solely wasted emotion, only reacting to anger, but a teaching moment to everyone being oppressed that Jesus Christ came to set them free from oppression, it is yet still an example of Christ understanding oppressed feelings, Christ understanding excluded emotions, and Christ's understanding angered justice to show that those things can and will be taken care of. Seeing Christ deal 
with human emotion. We move it even further. And I feel, at least for me, and what I have experienced in conversations with others, that doubt is quite possibly the biggest anchor that we have to conquer as living, breathing, human individuals. And I'll share with you, and I cherish this almost as much as I cherish the reality that Jesus felt grief so much that he cried, that Jesus showed justice in response in the temple and turning over the tables. But there is this moment in Christ's prayer on Gethsemane that Christ shares the words, Father, take this cup away from me. When I hear those words, I receive from those words a reality of fear, maybe a little bit of reality of doubt, and a reality of, of, of wonderment and what's next. Christ is at this apex moment of what's next. The snowball is about to become an avalanche that is his death, that goes to his arrest, to his trial, to his death, and his burial. And that's the reality that the human Christ exists in. And we get this moment that the human Christ speaks out in this prayer of Gethsemane. Father, take this cup away from me. If we add in Andrew Lloyd Webber's more <laughs> expounded conversation, take this cup away from me for I don't want to taste its poison. Feel it burn me. I have changed. I'm not as sure as when I started. That wasn't scriptural. That was Andrew Lloyd Webber. But it's the, it's the conversation that, that in my interpretation that's taking place that I see even within the human Christ this place of doubt. But then I see the freedom of doubt by Christ stepping forward and continuing the journey to the cross. There's so many special things that exist within the humanity of Jesus Christ. Beautiful relationships. The, the example of Christ stepping away and praying and being rebuilt, filling his cup. Christ showing the reality of not staying in one space, going, building new relationships, going in new places. We see the reality of one that understands grieving as Jesus repped, the one that understands anger and justice by turning over the tables, and the one that may have even for one slight moment experienced doubt, but also experienced the necessity of perseverance within that doubt. As we look this week at the humanity of Jesus Christ, I want us to take a moment to have personal prayers where we celebrate 
the emotional Christ, the one who cried, the one who grieved, the one who experienced the necessity of reacting in the name of justice, the one who took time to rest and pray, and the one who shared the prayer that provided perseverance to journey to the cross. I want us to think about the humanity of Jesus Christ as we move through all those things. Please remember this week our our interactive uh, focus. Uh, And again, all of these focuses are going to work through the idea that we still exist in a world that social distancing is a necessity. And I, I am asking everyone to just write a letter. Write a letter to anyone that comes to your mind, whether in our church community or, or outside of it. Just the opportunity to reach out to someone and say, you are my Lenten prayer. And I pray that we, through that outreach, through reminding a dear soul that they are loved by us, that they are also reminded that they are loved by God. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you as we as we persevere, as we celebrate the many and varying emotions of Jesus Christ, as we acknowledge those many and varying emotions within ourselves, and we see the perseverance that will carry us to personal resurrections that we can in turn share with others. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org, and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.